0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: It is the Diamond District Bonus Hour. Todd and Jason at the Diamond District, less than a week away from Valentine's Day. They could come in handy for you. We're trying to say, you know, great service. None of their sales... Folks operate on commission so you know you be happy just you know for you not for them they've, they've made their money whether you show up or not so it's one of the reasons why the diamond district is different great diamonds great service great prices todd and jason over 20 years at the diamond district if uh, you're going to go that route for valentine's day we strongly encourage you to go there.
2: They'll take care of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. The points they make in their commercials are accurate. It's more expensive when you go south. Nobody around here is even close to them with their selection. So check out the Diamond District, and when you do, make sure you tell them Miller and Moulton sent you i'm firing myself up for this game david i i i really i really was i I wasn't there this morning i'm looking at college basketball scores i'm watching hockey highlights when i wake up in the morning i wasn't there i'm not feeling it for whatever reason but all it took was opening up that app and start looking at prop bets Uh uh-oh
1: lee sterling by the way seven o'clock tomorrow we find out the over under on the anthem
2: all right go Well, I just thought there's a lot of things on here. You know, first player to score a touchdown.
1: You would have to bet McCaffrey, wouldn't you? I mean, he's the touchdown machine in this game. I mean, he's got what, two dozen touchdowns this year? Yeah,
2: he's the odds-on favorite to score the first touchdown at plus 450. Kelsey is next at plus 600. But I like Pacheco at plus 800. Okay. Your guy Debo plus 900. So just uh, you know, a lot of the little a lot as we get into the fun bets of the of the of the game,
1: I do like the Super Bowl NBA prop bets. I always thought, you know, like when obviously Kobe was alive, the first one that I remembered was, you know, winning team's point total versus, you know, Kobe's point total that day,
2: which would be higher. But like to me, this one's easy money. This, this one, they're they're basically giving you free money. Okay. Total fourth down conversions. The over under is one and a half. You're plus with one fifteen to take the over. Two fourth down conversions in the game. Right.
3: Yeah, what is that?
2: So that one to me looks like free money. What will be higher, the longest field goal made or total points in the game? Ooh,
3: Longest field goal made. They'll bet on Butker at some point, and he'll hit a 51-yarder. Okay. But it would have to – this is interesting, though, because it would have to be at least probably fourth and four, because if it's anything inside that, they would probably go. Well,
2: you're banking on a 50-yard field goal then and a lower-scoring game. If you think the game's going to be any kind of a shootout, you're going to pick the points in this.
3: And even if it's not a quote-unquote low-scoring game, it could be 24 to –
2: Well, 24-23 is what they're saying. Then you need a 48-yard field goal.
3: Right, and I think that's more than reasonable.
1: Would it surprise you? If I told you that in the last two rounds of the playoffs that the Chiefs and 49ers have combined for one fourth down conversion combined in two games.
2: That would surprise me. That does surprise me.
1: In the divisional round, neither team even attempted a fourth down conversion. So in the Chiefs. 27-24 win over the Bills, they didn't go for it. And in the Niners, 24-21 win over the Packers. Two close games. In the one, the one winning team was behind damn near the whole game. Didn't attempt a fourth down conversion. In the conference championship game, the two teams combined to go one for three on fourth down.
2: Will there be more passing touchdowns? or field goals made. Ooh. Interesting. Pretty even odds there on both of those. So you're you know, you're getting even even odds on the passing touchdown plus 120 on the field goals.
1: So basically these are bets that are not worth making though. Cuz there's there's no there's no real juice to being on,
2: you know, one side or the other. Well, I mean bets worth making if you think well, you're going to I mean, is is there such a thing as a bet worth making? Uh, Well, they're all
1: worth making. Thank you. Okay. Make a dad dumb good point.
2: But I'm just –
1: So I just wanted to throw that fourth down info out there because I think all of our gut feeling is with the way teams go for it on fourth down is, oh, well, there certainly will be more than, you know, one fourth down conversion in this game. Uh, Yeah, not necessarily.
2: And, obviously, they've got to get to fourth down for them to go for it.
3: Curious what your guys' thoughts are on this one that I like and I will be taking. Kansas City Chiefs defense or special teams touchdown? Yes, is plus 600. That is great value for a $5 bet.
1: they They had a defensive score last year, and damn near also had a special team score.
3: I just see it. I don't want to say likely, but I think it's the juice is worth the squeeze there because I can see Purdy throwing one right to Snead or there's a strip sack and it's picked up by Chris Jones. Well, gut feeling. How do you
1: think Purdy's going to play? Mahomes has been in the game before. Mahomes has been terrific. Has there really been a playoff game in which afterwards we said, wow, Mahomes was lousy? I don't think so. Even the Super Bowl, Mahomes was amazing. His receivers dropped everything in the Tampa Bay game, and he was running for his life the whole game. I mean, you should have – if you've ever seen some of the NFL films and the mics on the Bucks players, okay, they're like, oh, my goodness, look at him. You know, when he's running for his life and he threw the ball at the goal line and Tyreek dropped it and another guy dropped I mean, literally, he threw two touchdowns in that game that were dropped, running – Full speed to the sideline to not get hit. So we know what we think we know what we're going to get out of Mahomes. We're going to get a good performance. What do you think you're going to get from Purdy?
2: It's got to be a B plus performance or better for them to win.
1: Has he given you a B plus performance yet in the playoffs?
2: Two fourth quarters that have been A's. Yes. Uh huh.
3: I'd give him a B plus against Detroit. All things good. Now, that's a terrible, excuse me, terrible secondary, but I think he played pretty well aside from the one bad pick.
1: Well, and it should have been two. He threw one right to the safety who then decided to volleyball it up in the air so it could be caught at the four. I mean, you know, I think for most of the first three quarters of both playoff games that Purdy was a C.
2: I agree.
3: He was pretty good with his legs, though, in, in the Detroit game, and that's something well, that you didn't really think you'd see from him. And now that you have seen it from him, that makes me a little more confident. Not a ton, a, a little more confident in him going into the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, let me ask you this. If Purdy plays on the whole the way he has played on the whole in the first two playoff games, Niners win?
2: No. No. No, and this is the best defense he's faced. And that's that's without question.
3: That's why I like this bet for the Chiefs to maybe score a defensive touchdown. Because a pick six is definitely in play. It's always in play. I mean, it's the NFL, but.
1: Now, we, we all know the story. Nick Foles was amazing. Even though Brady threw for 500 yards and the Patriots didn't punt. We all know who the winning quarterback was in the game. Phil Sims. You know, going all the way back, 22-25 in the Super Bowl, outplaying John Elway, who just two weeks before had done the drive in Cleveland. Phil who? Right. We all know. We've had the stories. Tom Brady outplays Kurt Warner in a Super Bowl in 2001 when he started 12 games.
2: That's the perfect comparison for this game if Purdy wins it.
3: It is. It really is, isn't it? Because it would be Purdy's official coming-out party against... Against the best quarterback in the game. Yep.
1: Remember, Warner had already won league MVP in a Super Bowl.
3: One of the most potent offenses ever. And I understand this Chiefs offense isn't nearly what the others have been, but you still got Kelsey. Remember?
1: Rams tie it up. Minute 30-something to go. Kickoff. Kickoff. They try to run it back. He doesn't make it out to the 20. John Madden says on the air, I think they should play for overtime. I mean, that's how little status Tom Brady had. Madden's like, yeah, I think it's more likely something bad happens here than good. I'd play for overtime. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Would be something to see Purdy with the ball last in this game. Because he's been incredible in the fourth quarter. Yes, he has. He is. Yep. He, he he at least looks like the guy that sees the moment and embraces the moment right now, David.
1: I'll go back four years in Miami. Chiefs finally get untracked. They put the two scores on the board. They got the four-point lead. San Fran gets the ball back with about three and a half minutes to go. Three or four plays into that drive. Jimmy G's got a wide receiver behind the safety. Wide open. Purdy gonna hit him? Yes. Jimmy G didn't. Purdy will. Okay. Purdy will. Same scenario. 24-20 Chiefs, under three minutes to play, second and six, unlike the 35. And next thing you know, Ayuk is behind Sneed or behind one of the safeties, and he's open by three yards. You think Purdy's gonna hit him? Because Jimmy G didn't.
2: Uh, that there's no doubt in my mind that Purdy would hit him. Okay. I, I really think in the fourth quarter, this this he has that something. That the moments aren't too big for him. And he's gotten better every game as the game's gone on.
1: You know, because we've had some quarterbacks that have been, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, the first Super Bowl he won. It was awful. Awful! That biggest pass play of the game, they let's throw a wide receiver through it. He was terrible. I mean, sometimes guys just choke in this game.
2: And there's no way to think it's going to be anybody from Kansas City because all they've ever done is deliver in the postseason. Miller and Moulton, thanks so much for listening. Right here, Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes
1: after the hour. Bad and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when oh, we're making some bets. We went two and zero yesterday, and now there was a qualifier there. We were going to take Wisconsin and lay five and a half on the road, but for whatever reason, the Hard Rock app it was eight and a half. Well, we weren't going to do that. So I know we said on the air we were betting Wisconsin. It turns out ooh, we couldn't do that. So that would have been a loss that we didn't get. So we went two and zero last night on our money plays. And we're getting greedy tonight. Yep. We're not just making bets. We're gonna have a teaser.
2: Have you downloaded the app yet?
1: No. Why why? I've got you. I've got Trent. No. No, I, I understand. No, 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 no. Cause no. Once I do it, it's ball game over.
2: No. How many bets do you think you'd make a night?
1: Uh thirty seven. <laughs> absolutely, it, absolutely. Come on, you know how I do picks on Fridays. We have a rule: stick to five, eh, seven, eight, nine. Uh, you know that, that's you know, that, and that's when we have a rule. And I don't want to take up too much, you know, time. We have split the time of the segment and what have you. And then I, you know, I'm like, well, I know I'm going to hog the segment here, but you know, tough mark. Look, I tell you, I'm getting San Diego State points. I got to take it. <laughs> So, no, when all I'm doing is arguing with myself, you think I'm going to talk myself out of the play? Hell no.
2: Yeah, I think you could be dangerous with live betting, too.
1: No, see, that I I can't. I I, I wouldn't do that.
3: That's where I unravel. Start chasing your tail at the end of the night.
1: exactly. You can't do that. Plus, I I can't do live betting on a sport that's nothing but runs. Okay, because... No, can't do it. Hey, so in the last 20 or so years, I just went through, and I understand, you know, he took over midway through the 2022 season, was undefeated until he got hurt in the NFC title game. And, you know, we know what he's done here. He's going to be a finalist probably for MVP, finish top three, four, certainly top five for MVP, right? Brock Purdy? Yeah, absolutely. But – if you look in the last 20 or so years on paper the status that both quarterbacks have before kickoff of the game we mentioned 22 years ago tom brady second year in the league took over because of an injury as a starter we all know what happened afterwards but at the time tom brady against former league mvp world's uh super bowl mvp and Super Bowl champion quarterback Kurt Warner. a big mismatch there. Right. Five years later, Rex Grossman against Peyton Manning. Now, Peyton hadn't won it yet, but he probably already won two or three MVPs. Rex Grossman, Peyton Manning. And that was considered, wow, a big mismatch here. Huge. Okay. I'm curious what everybody thought the very first time Eli went against Brady. remember Brady's got three rings when they're playing that game.
2: I don't think it I don't think we thought of it as a huge mismatch. I think the one guy was decidedly thought of as better but it wasn't like nowhere near the I mean that Rex Grossman Peyton Manning David I don't know if we've had one where we thought that differently about two quarterbacks in the last 20 years. Right. You may be able to point one out to me but I don't re, I can't recall one quite like that.
1: So, you know, it was about 15 years ago, Eli, fourth year in the league. And until the Giants went on that playoff run, he hadn't won a playoff game. And obviously the Patriots were 18 and 0 and Tom Brady was the best player in the league and he had already won three Super Bowls. So I think it was, it was pretty decided towards Brady. You know, remember it's Eli at that moment in time, you know, he hasn't hit Tyree over the middle and Plaxico in the end zone yet but he did have a really good NFC championship game in Green Bay and what have you. Okay. So let's just go recently when it was Nick Foles against Tom Brady. And I know they don't play against each other, but come on now we're, we're a quarterback obsessed league in society. We bet the better quarterback. How many of you were like, well, come on, it's Nick Foles against Tom Brady. Of course the Patriots are going to win all of us. And then if we had told you, Brady's going to throw for 500 yards and the Patriots aren't going to punt. You know, where would you be living nowadays as opposed to how much money you would have lost? Foles, for the record, Mark, threw for 373, three TDs and a pick. And threw the go-ahead touchdown with under three minutes to go. The very next year, Jared Goff against Tom Brady. Goff's only been in the league three years at this moment in time. Yeah, he was the number one pick of the draft, but, you know, I mean, until two weeks earlier when he played really well in New Orleans, I mean, I thought he was the best quarterback on the field. But remember, the Rams should have lost that game, the horrendous non-call on the interference. I mean, golf of the Rams, shouldn't even been in the damn game against Tom Brady. Five Super Bowl titles at that moment in time.
2: That's before that Chiefs-Rams game too, right? Or is that um, after? I, because I, that would make a difference to me. The
3: Chiefs Rams Monday Night Football game. Yeah, that was yeah, that season I, earlier that. That season. was yeah, earlier. Yeah, I so, was going to say that was after, and that was in Mexico City, wasn't it?
2: Or no?
1: Was it? I thought it was the Coliseum, but okay. Oh,
3: it might have been. I don't know.
1: Because SoFi wasn't ready yet.
2: So we had seen golf perform at a very high level already.
1: Right. So golf, though, remember golf going up against Belichick and Flores. Ryan Flores, first time he got super credit for what the Patriots defense did. You know, Golf completed only 50% of his passes, 229 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Just curious, if I put Nick Foles' stats, you know, nearly 70% completion, 373, three TDs and a pick, and he's going to match – You know, Purdy is. He's going to match Mahomes, drive for drive, play for play. Quite frankly, the way Hertz did last year. Or the very next year, it's Jared Goff against Tom Brady. And even though it's not like Brady and the Patriots were tearing up Wade Phillips' defense because they weren't. But Goff looked nervous the whole game. Goff was missing guys who were open. Ball game. Remember, he had the guy wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. Held on to the ball too long, and by the time he threw it, the DB could get back in the play and knock it away. I'm just curious, your gut feeling. Brock Purdy does he play more like Jared Goff against you know an iconic quarterback, or does he play more like Nick Foles?
2: I think it's going to be more like Nick Foles.
1: Okay. And if you think that, don't you have to bet the Niners? Yes. Trent, gut feeling. Gut feeling. Does Purdy play more like Nick Foles or Jared Goff Goff. in this game?
3: Jared Goff. I think the potential for disaster is much bigger than the potential for a virtuoso, a signature game. Interesting. And a lot of that has to do with the Chiefs' defense. I am very high on the Chiefs' defense. And when the pressure's on after Mahomes finds his rhythm a little bit and Kyle Shanahan likes to get cute with the lead if they happen to get one, I, I just. Jared Goff.
1: By the way, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're making your own sheet mark, don't you at the top of it have to say fourth quarter with lead, run the ball? Don't you? Doesn't that have to be near the top?
2: David, I think the border of the whole sheet is just run. Run, 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 run. Down the side. Run, run, run. Anytime he opens his eyes, I want him to see those three letters.
3: Not to mention this time, he's got Christian McCaffrey. Got that right. It's not Deontay and Foreman. And he's got or...
2: Debo Samuel that I expect him to run the ball a couple of times. I mean, I expect them to have those type of plays. He's got the fullback that he can do things with. I mean, I...
3: Yes. Run, run, run and run again
1: so just you know we all have a gut feeling you know how we think guys and teams are going to perform we've here in the last handful of years we've had two of these matchups nick Foles went against a legendary quarterback jared Goff went against a legendary quarterback they performed very differently
0: welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by jason and todd at the diamond district and now here's mark miller and david moulton
1: 22 minutes till the top of the hour. 16 until we're out of here. Lee Sterling with some of his favorite prop bets. Plus, we'll get the skinny. It's the anthem going over or under. Just like we're using one of uh, Trent's brother's girlfriends for our Swifty special. Lee uses his daughter. She's a performer. She sings the anthem. She tracks his stuff. She analyzes tape. She's nine for nine in the last nine Super Bowls, calling the over/under on the anthem.
2: This one's really difficult too. I I am fascinated by what her pick on this one's going to be, because it's like a the the number where it is is a is a pretty low number, but she has there are recordings of her doing it even faster than that, and there are recordings of her do it slower than that. So, what's the style going to be? So, I, I am fascinated in this one because Lee's daughter's been giving us free money for a decade. Uh-huh. And now we can legally bet on
3: this. mm mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys this for fun. Humor me. If you had to sing the national anthem at an event like this, do you think you would speed up because you're nervous? Or would you slow down to try to just get it right, if you know what I mean?
1: I would slow down because... The only, to be serious for three seconds, the only singing voice that I have that is decent is when I sing and use my stomach, my diaphragm, and that's a deep voice. When I'm singing from my throat, it gets much higher. I'm awful. (laughs) So I would have to slow down. And breathe. Plus, I'd be staring at the scoreboard reading the words because I'd be so nervous that I'd forget
2: the anthem. Where's the volume button on the radio that I can turn it up so I can sing behind it? That's all I'd need to know.
3: <laughs> You'd sing to a track?
0: Yeah, I'd,
2: I'd need Millie to Mark Millie Vanilli? For I, a- you're damn right.
0: I'm not singing <laughs> anywhere. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was The Day When...
1: Well, legend has it Whitney recorded, you know, the anthem Super Bowl twenty-five in Tampa, Giants Bills. Right. we had just we had just gone to war in the Gulf, and you know, a lot of people think it's one of the greatest anthem renditions ever. Legend has it she recorded that Saturday afternoon, and she was lip singing it live, lip syncing it live. I mean, don't, I mean you know we know how it sounded. It was amazing. That legend has yeah.
2: it. No, you're right.
1: That, that was done the day before.
2: I would do anything to be able to sing well. I mean, even just to be a an above average karaoke, to walk up to do karaoke and grab the microphone, sing one song, and the place go, Oh, wow, it's really good.
0: So
1: you love that Eddie Murphy routine from forty years ago when you know he was talking about, yeah, I tell jokes, okay, but
2: Yes. You know, he's but when right. Sing,
1: when you sing, they throw panties on the stage. You know, that was his his bit there. if you can sing Ladies throw themselves at you.
2: 1896 we start today, David. The Western Conference formed. Like all things with this conference, it would later be renamed the Big Ten. (laughs) How many teams were in it? You know, and I couldn't find it. But probably not 10 at that time. Today in 1936, the first ever NFL draft was held. Jay Burrwagner was the first picked player by the University of Chicago, picked by the Philadelphia Eagles. Today in 1945, Paul Brown, Paul Brown agrees to be the coach in Cleveland. You know, they could have had a lot of other guys coach that. And we could have had a lot of different names for the Cleveland Browns.
1: I mean, they could have been the Cleveland Burwangers,
2: Right. Today in 1960, Bill Russell got some rebounds. Fifty-one of them, to be exact, in a game.
3: If they if they kept track of blocks back then too, don't they say he would have been by oh. far the leader in blocks all time? Because he
2: not only he was one of those that blocked it and kept it in play. Yeah. 1963, the Dallas Texans become the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Chiefs. This one's for your mom. I hope she's still listening. Today in 65, Motown released this little song by the Supremes. Stop in the name of love. I know your mom's a big Motown fan. I'll be singing it all day. Good Times premiered on CBS today in 1974. The movie Taxi Driver premiered today in 1976. Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy was number one in the land today in 1992.
1: We really have a drug problem in this country. It's been going on for a long time. Yes,
2: it has. Golly. And today in 1996, the NFL in Cleveland let Art Modell move to Baltimore, but leave the name behind.
1: Greatest negotiations ever. City of Baltimore said you get off this plane, the deal is taken off the table.
2: General Sherman, Jules Verne, Jack Lemmon, James Dean, and Kimbo Slice all born today. Ted Koppel's 84. Author John Grissom is 69. So Brokaw and
1: Koppel are the same age. Yeah. And born like what, a day or two apart? A
2: couple days apart. Dino Cicerelli is 64. Probably still put him in front of the net and he gets you a goal.
1: Well, especially since they're not allowed to do to you now what they
2: did to him then. Vince Neal is 63. Terry McDaniels, 59. He was really good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Alonzo Mornings, 54. Wrestler the Big Show is 52. Surfer Bethany Hamilton is 34, as is Clay Thompson. What did I miss, David?
1: Oh, Mark, I can't believe it, actually. You missed a biggie. You missed a biggie in sports on this day in 1986. This is when this was big. This was a happening. This was a thing. Spud Webb won the NBA dunk contest over Dominique. Uh-huh. 5'7 Spud Webb won the dunk contest over his teammate, six foot eight inch Dominique Wilkins. Man, Dominique got screwed in so many dunk contests. They gave the one in Chicago to Jordan. He didn't outdunk Dominique that night. Okay, they were all laughing on the sidelines, like, ah, the fix is in. You know, I mean, Jordan did do the run the length of the yep. court, the Julius Irving the Irving dunk. Like dunk. I mean, it was it was tremendous, but um, there you go, five foot seven inch Spud Webb, not just Duncan. The dunks were so amazing that he won the dunk contest when the dunk contest was a thing.
2: Right, hasn't hasn't been a thing for a long time. Oh, the guy that nope. won it last year had great dunks.
1: Well, and there was that dunk contest like five years ago. Was it Levine and somebody from the Timberwolves? I mean, it was actually – they put on an amazing show. If their names had been Dominique and Jordan, we'd be talking about it forever.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that's the key. Mark was like, yeah, that guy who won it last year, he was pretty good. No, it was great. I I know, but it's just – I I can't remember his name either. It escapes me.
1: Which is why this year – you know, the big the thing that's gonna get the most attention from the NBA All Star Weekend is the three point contest between Ionescu from the New York Liberty and uh Steph. But I mean, think about it. Larry Bird, I mean, he competed in the three point contest. He wanted to compete in the three point. He talked trash to the others. He in walked the in
2: the locker room and said, So which one he is gonna get second? Right. TikTok is worth having just for the Larry Bird stories that are on there. I'm because all my, you know, algorithms are just sports and recipes. That's all I see on there. And the Larry Bird stories that you hear on there are the, the stories are just amazing.
1: The one three point contest, Bird's got the money ball. The ABA, the, the last shot was the money ball, and he's shooting it from the corner, and he has to make it to win. He's trailing by a point. All right, and he fires up the shot, and he's not even looking at it. He turns, he walks away. He's got his finger up in the air. I'm number one. Boom! It goes in. I'm telling you, you know, that's it's when the guys actually played the game. All right, and they took the three point contest and the slam dunk contest. They're like, yeah, all the top guys participated. They all wanted to. Now. Load management includes All-Star Weekend.
2: That's a three-day break. Get me away from this game for a couple of days.
1: Uh, Speaking of the NBA, 3 o'clock today, trade deadline. It's going to be big, huge. Uh, Who's getting traded? Uh, Well, maybe. Possibly. Andrew Wiggins or DeJounte Murray?
2: Andrew Wiggins is lobbying so hard to stay in Golden State, it's not even funny.
1: And DeJounte Murray's like, get me the hell out of Atlanta. This Trey Young guy doesn't pass me the ball.
0: You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark?
2: We go to Arkansas for the good. We're Kay Anthony of Harrell, Arkansas said she only usually plays lottery games once or twice a month, but she was inspired to make an extra purchase after listening to a church sermon about praising God for things on the way. So she used her jackpot app to buy the ticket for the Powerball. She didn't check her number for several days and found out that she had won $100,000. Wow. Yep.
1: She got some inside information there. She knew stuff was coming. Exactly. Exactly.
2: For the bad, we'll come back to the Sunshine State where Jason Bruskowitz went around the signs at New Smyrna Beach about 9 in the morning, even though the closed gate said do not enter without paying a toll fee. During high tide, he decided to take his truck out for a ride on the beach. Tried to do a donut before taking the truck into the Gulf of Mexico. Things did not work out well for him. When the police came, he said, I thought I was in England with a grin. The deputy said, you thought you were in England. You're not in England. He responded with, are we not in Kansas anymore? When he asked if he could get in trouble for what he was doing, the deputy said, jail time if need be. He's got a big smile on his face during the mugshot. And he said, it's not my fault. My truck don't surf. Finally, the ugly. We go to France. Where Richard Plaude used 706,900 matchsticks. And eight years to build a 23.6-foot model of the Eiffel Tower. Man, get a life, dude. It was a world record, but the Guinness World Record was rejected on the grounds of the matches he used. It was the tallest matchstick sculpture ever made. What, the matches were too big? The matches, he was disqualified because the rules state matches used in the sculpture must be commercially available. And he struck a deal with a company to sell him 33-pound boxes of headless matches. So after doing the tower for eight years to get the world record, it has been rejected. Well, wait a minute. He struck a deal. He
1: bought them. Isn't that commercial?
3: I don't know if it's because there was no match heads on them. You can't go buy matches with no head on it. So
1: Oh, well, then they weren't matches. Then
3: they,
2: they were just were... wooden
3: sticks. So, yeah, still a wooden
1: sculpture.
2: Are you kidding me? Eight years.
1: By the way, that means he started this while Obama was still president.
2: And that is yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, February the 8th, 2024.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to start here because i got to get this off my chest. and I know we don't have a lot of time. There's seven games in the NHL tonight. Panthers are one of them. They're hosting Washington. Uh, Panthers lost their first game after the break. Caps have lost five in a row. So the Lightning, by the way, are on Long Island. That game is on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Why? The two best teams in the sport are playing each other tonight at 7 o'clock. Vancouver's at Boston. The one team has the most points in the West. The one team has the most points in the East. Are you serious about covering this league or not? Come on now. Not only that, it's the Bruins. More people will watch the Bruins than will watch the Islanders and the Lightning combined. What the heck, ESPN? Cover the damn NHL properly.
2: All right, I'm done. Magic hosts the Spurs tonight in the NBA. Full slate of action there as well. College two, best games, Arizona and Utah. Utah's getting points. They're undefeated at home. Arizona's ranked. Well, then we're betting them. Yeah, you're damn right we are. And Florida Atlantic is on the road at UAB. UAB getting five and a half points. Guess what? We're betting them, too.
1: Well, why don't we tease it and get even more points? Done. (laughs) That's how we roll. Miller and Moulton. Lee Sterling in our Super Bowl picks tomorrow.